Ladies and gentlemen, this episode. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of the Blue White Podcast brought to you by Royal Thai Garden. Your friends, your family, if you're related to them, the makers of the best Thai food that you've ever had in your entire life. Go out and see them. Uh, Eva Beach, 967 06? Six. Six. Yeah, correct. I knew that. I knew it. I knew it. How old I, no, dude, you know what it is? Is the problem is that Kailua has nine six seven three four and then they have the stickers and nine six seven three four and it's so clever that anytime I ever say that series of numbers, if I ever go nine six seven, I always want to go tree four. And I'm like, no, that's not right. Folks, don't make my mistake. Royal Thai Garden is at nine six seven zero six. That's the zip code. That's Eva Beach. You need to go there. Mention Blue White Podcast. Uh, and see if they'll give you a discount. But as always, if they don't, don't be an asshole. Times are tough. Now's the time. If you want to drive out to Eva Beach, there's, there's, this is the easiest possible drive. That's true. That's to true. get to Eva Beach that's ever going to be. So go you out there. You might as well. You might as well. <laughs> Royal Thai Garden, you might as well. <laughs> Folks, uh, as you've heard, your favorite Blue Hawaii podcast host, now is being co-hosted again with Josh Michaels. Josh, welcome hey. back. I'm just kidding. That's not true. You're he's everybody's back. favorite. Everyone always tells me, like, Josh has such a good voice, and he's so handsome, and I can tell that through the radio. <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that too disgusting? I apologize. I don't think so. I don't think I was disgusting at all. I think it was just, uh, that's just your body, and your body's not gross. I'm not going to body shame you. But you know who I will shame? Pharaoh. I, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, that was last week, but still, yes. No, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, until tomorrow, we have to shame Pharaoh. Wait, Passover ends tomorrow? Tomorrow morning, yeah. Oh my God. I thought it was just one day, really. Nope. I, th- I thought just it's like. It's a process. It's a process. The process, well, I mean, and, the, the passing well, over I mean, happened one day. Ryan, 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 the sages, the sages teach us. That in every generation, we each must see ourselves as if we are constantly leaving our own personal Egypt. What is your personal so truly, Egypt? So truly, oh, the Blue Hawaii podcast is my personal <laughs> Egypt. So truly, truly, the lessons of Passover are applicable all year round. Well, uh, I will say, I am not Jewish, um, but I would be delighted to shame Pharaoh. And you also, practically are, man. That's true. Christianity, Judaism 2.0. <laughs> It's a, 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 a radical offshoot sect of Judaism known as Christianity. <laughs> like, like literally, like how many times have we made that joke to each other? It's, I mean, it like, it is what it is, right? Like, yeah, everything. Happy, happy Easter, man. Thanks, man. I mean, we're. Yeah. Tell, I, me, tell us about, tell me about. Uh, about my guy? No, tell, I, we know about your guy, <laughs> but tell us about how the theme of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ applies to. Uh, this these trying coronavirus times like Passover plague, you know, it's a little on the nose here. But it, yeah, I, I, what's your take on it? Uh, my take is that uh, our economy has died and it has been in the ground <laughs> for three months. And uh, glorious leader, uh, God Emperor Trump, will soon be rolling away the stone and opening us back up for business. Oh, amen, hallelujah! <laughs> if you feel. If you feel the spirit within you and you hear what Brother Ryan is saying, please pick up your telephones now. <laughs> and and dial uh, 
die actually just hit me up on Venmo at Ryan Little eighty nine. Just give me some money. <laughs> You go to Paula White. Did you go to Paula White's uh, Seder? Is that where you picked this up, dude? I, to be honest with you, I watched Righteous Gemstones. Did you ever watch that HBO show? No, but it's one of the many. Uh, I got I queue. know I got to watch it. Yeah, I will tell you. You know, I'll 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 flip this uh, both ways and tell you first. Uh, I watched that show. It's about televangelists. And I thought to myself, I think I'd be a pretty good televangelist. Um, You'd be uh, assuming people didn't know you. Yeah, You'd be a terrific televangelist. Well, I think I think I come across as very earnest, and I think that's yes. that's what makes people want to give uh, charlatans money. Um, and oh, then, folks! And, if you, I mean, obviously you can pick it up from li- listening to his, the his the the, the the his smooth butter drip over the microphone across the airwaves. But if you if you have spent any time with Ryan Little, you know that everyone he meets is instantly charmed <laughs> as we. we as we uh, were fortunate to learn during our week together in Indonesia, when we got to know and had at least a 25-minute conversation with literally every single person in the country, <laughs> literally all uh, 180 million Indonesians, uh, uh, Ryan learned uh, their, where they're from, uh, if they ever heard of Hawaii, uh, you know. It, but you know you got to have something sorry, to talk this, about when you go abroad. Char- charm them. Um, well, but the so as I said, the, to play both sides. The other thing I've been watching on HBO is Curb Your Enthusiasm. So I'm getting a little Christianity and then a lot of Judaism there. Although Larry David, um, I thought you were going to say the plot against America, like which is that that's also that's extremely Jewish as well. <laughs> True. Well, I did. I watched Marvelous Mrs. Maisel last night as well. So. Uh, you know, there's I'm, not enough per, there's not enough persecution in the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Like, I know. <laughs> that's that's too assimilated like like upper upper uh upper east side upper west side like we you know what I mean? I saw this uh <laughs> one of the one of the episodes we were watching last night. Uh somebody was like he looks happy but there's like this overwhelming sense of dread and fear and somebody goes you must be new to Judaism. It's <laughs> 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 a good joke. It's a well-written show, folks. If you haven't it's watched terrific. it, marvelous Mrs. Maisel, highly terrific. recommended. You know, I mean, obviously, even though even though the, even though Mrs. Maisel herself, the actress, is not Jewish. I mean, obviously, like the writers are Jewish. The set designer is extreme. You know, somebody sure. there, like they've done somebody. their homework. Somebody, yeah. Uh, I, even like the most Jewish-looking person on the show, which is Tony Shalhoub, is also not Jewish. He's, I mean, he's practically Jewish. <laughs> he's been Jewish in so many things that he's, he's, uh, he's honorary mitzvah. Um, well, Josh. No, it's like I was listening. I was listening to, um, you know, Plot Against America, right? You know how HBO did, does the companion podcast, like sure. for Chernobyl. I've, I've now I do. I didn't know that. Before. Okay, so, so anyway, Plot Against America. John Turturro is, uh, is like the, is like the rat, is like the sellout, like court rabbi who allows, you know, like who, who allows the. He's basically like the evangelicals who give their seal of approval to Trump, right? Basically, okay. that's what happens. He gives, he does that to Lindbergh, right, in the okay. Plot Against America. Okay. <laughs> they were saying the it's uh, Peter Sagel who hosts Wait Wait and Don't Tell Me on NPR yeah, and yeah. David Simon who wrote The Wire. Obviously, two men, both extremely Jewish. Sure. And uh, they say, John, I mean, John Turturro, you know, honorary Jew, right? I mean, like, he plays <laughs> a rabbi. Sure. Like, fun, like, same with Tony Shalhoub, same with Mrs. Maisel, I think. Same with you in my book. Oh, thanks, bud. Uh, like, just for just for slogging along on this podcast, slogging along out of Egypt with me on this podcast journey. I Well, I... And you're already circumcised, as I we've sh- discussed also at length, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I, you know... Um, I, I do somewhat 
lament circumcision and uh i don't know the covenant is a heavy burden i don't know if listeners really want to know this (laughs) so (laughs) i'm just gonna steer away but uh the only thing i'll say is that there is a lot of people out there who are uh anti-circumcision and they uh say that uh you lose 30 percent or more of your sensation whenever you're circumcised and that's that's all i'm going to say about that um but my personal Egypt, my personal, the personal. How, how selfish of you. <laughs> Sorry, please continue. My, my personal uh, pharaoh at the moment is a certain gentleman who runs the state of Hawaii and oh. is trying to cut state employees pay by 20% across the board unilaterally. Uh, folks. If you have been living under a rock for the past 24 hours, and uh, apologies if you have, there's nothing wrong with that. David Ige, the governor of, of this great state of Hawaii, the, the uh, f- gentleman who uh, pr- bragged to us during our one-on-one sit-down with him, one-on-one-on-one, if we're going to be honest, uh, sit-down with him about... Two-on-one, really. That's true. Yeah, I wasn't on you. Uh, yeah. not in that way. And yeah. so he bragged about Hawaii's rainy day fund and how fiscally responsible his administration has been. Lots of, you know, neoliberal, I say I'm a Democrat, but I'm really a Republican and I'm just a Democrat to get elected bullshit. He said a lot of that to us in our interview. Um, he decided that, you know, tourists stopped coming. So it's time to cut state workers pay and not just ah. state workers, but also, I mean, I guess they are state workers, but first responders, he's going to, ah. so if you've ever wondered, uh, how do we really treat our essential workers, our essential employees during uh, these crazy, crazy times? Now you know we cut their pay. Um, now Governor Ige's apparently the proposal, or in his mind, I guess, because he's proposing it to himself because he has unilateral power to do it. Apparently, uh, it's been proposed at twenty uh, percent pay reductions for the next two years, which. Uh, I would challenge anyone to uh, call their bank and ask if they will give them a 20% uh, reduction on their student loan payments for the next two years or on their mortgage or ask their landlord, hey, can you reduce my rent by 20% over the next two goddamn years? Folks. Folks, I hate to, I hate to break it to you. I hate to break it to you all. Uh, money isn't real. This is insane. Politics isn't real. Just, do, just liberate yourselves. This is literally literally insane can you name a single and this is rhetorical because i know that no one can uh can you name a single place where austerity has actually worked no in fact and there's only been one country that's outright rejected it over the last say 100 years uh and that was portugal as they were climbing their way out of the european recession that followed the great recession of 2008 portugal uh increased public spending increased public funding for things and they were the only European nation that saw uh, accelerated growth through the end of the European recession. And everyone who did austerity. What if we treated sucked. our citizens like people as opposed to just like, you know, disposable commodity workers? Ah. Well, meanwhile, you've got the Republicans like crowing about you know we've got to reopen the economy we've got to reopen the economy did you see that photo people are are like beating on the windows of the ohio state capitol building demanding that the everything be opened back up you know what dude 
people should be fucking doing that about healthcare. People should be All doing those that. People are gonna die. I. People should be doing that about student loan relief. They should be doing that about social security and the fact yeah we can't we can't hit the streets and and riot because we'll all get coronavirus though i i know but like what the hell's kept us from doing it so far you know like those Uh. those crazy wackadoodle people at least they care enough to show up you know like we it's like they're absolutely brainwashed insano looney tunes but like at least they show up like we can't even get fucking millennials to vote for nothing matters the only person who's proposing policies that would actually help right now. Like at least those crazy whack jobs show up. Anyway, I digress. Uh, so that talking about, talking about, you know, talking about governors, leaders, politics, you see Politico put out a story, uh, ranking the top five and the bottom five, uh, responses by American governors to coronavirus. Uh, how'd we do? Uh, we didn't make it. They need, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, yet again, Ryan, you're you're not, you know, you can explain this phenomenon quite well. Uh, yet again, Hawaii finds itself at the bottom of a ranking alongside Alabama and Mississippi. What happened? What happened is we have a bunch of people in our state legislature who are not really Democrats. That's what happened. We have a lot of moderate Republicans who are running this state right now, and they really don't give a shit about poor people as long as the checks keep coming from Hilton and Marriott and the lobbyists that they employ downtown in Honolulu. That's what happened. Oh, by the way, what do you think uh, Ed Case, former outrigger executive's response, is going to be to all this? The guy's got his whole like life savings, it seems like, probably put up in that company like you think he's gonna be leaning on them to to help hawaii like dig its way out of this hole Jeez. like this or the fact that like mufi hanneman the chair of hawaii tourism and lodging was at the press conference and not like the guy with the you know medical degree i don't know dude we like or how's um, you know uh, mayor caldwell and the city government deciding now is the time to try to give themselves a raise <laughs> yeah i i mean but we should be we should have that same level of craziness right now. Well, you know what the funny thing is, is I, I was wondering 20% pay cut across the board unilaterally yeah. for two years. And I'm wondering like, is this something that Ige is really serious and feels like he's forced into doing, or do you think it's something that he's kind of always wanted to do, but now COVID just gives you a really great cover the thing that really gets me like crazy and not to just not to just pile on to our governor because you know governors all across america are you know pooping the bed but the thing about you know the the company the company we got named in ron DeSantis of florida k ivy of oh, alabama God. tate reeves of mississippi kevin state of oklahoma these are all trump toady like fox news bubble like kool-aid drinking folks who have every political incentive to downplay to slow walk to just absolutely like create a spectacle out of the whole thing like what's the reason we're doing so poorly i mean i think the i think the if you look at those governors their bases right like desantis yeah. of florida his base is not Miami. His base is the Panhandle, right? Like yeah. K. Ivy, her base is not Birmingham. Her base is, you know, fucking 
Atmore or Slap Out or wherever the hell else. Like Tate Reeves in Mississippi, his base is probably not Jackson. It's like somewhere out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. Yeah, Anyways, where they, where they don't have to worry about the big city coming into contact. Well, I, I think there's that, but my, my point is like what the base worries about there is is jobs and the people who control jobs in those middle of nowhere places where the base is they're like big companies that pay people like 10 bucks an hour and give them you know they're 1099 employees and they give them no benefits the corporate overlords it's the corporate overlords being victimized by they see themselves as part of a like homespun community exactly and so apply that to hawaii like what drives our economy like what drives the economy of of like Montgomery, Alabama, where I'm from, there's a giant it's, Hyundai plant there. That's what drives the economy. I'm, that and I'm government services. I'm imagining it's not tourism in the military. Well, and like it well, is actually, here. it is military, but it's oh, okay, it's, well, there you go. But then you apply that to here, and it's like, what drives our economy? It's tourism. Like that's the largest private sector part of our economy, and when those people have your leaders in their pockets, I mean then your leaders are going to do what they want them to do. Like the reason we didn't impose like, the quarantine. Just keep coming. People well, just keep coming. The reason we didn't impose the quarantine sooner is because, you know, they wanted to cram in every last tourist they could so that they Money, could please. make their, so they could make their earnings for the quarter. Like, Oh, but, but guess what? Good news. We do have some tourists still coming. Uh, Rimpack is still on track to take place. God damn it. Just what we need. Represented like people arriving from uh, I think it's like what up to like twenty nine different countries now. Yeah. Like and thousands, it's thousands. Of from all over the world just pouring into Pearl Harbor for like three, four weeks at a time. For like, for what okay. it's worth, I think it's gonna be canceled. I, I I fully think that Rim Pack will be canceled. But if it's not, every single person who had a hand in allowing it to go forward should be fired and their name should well, be all, erased I mean, saw, from the landscape of life. We saw what happened on the Roosevelt, right? Like you saw, you saw how the administration's toadies in the defense department are going to react to anybody trying, anybody within trying to be like, Hey guys, maybe this is a bad idea. Yeah. Like if we'll see, I mean, maybe people will refuse to show up maybe, but you know, who knows? I think that's what's end up going to end up happening. I think all the countries that have, uh, we'll hopefully refuse to leaders show up. with half a brain are just going to refuse to show up and they're not going to be able to hit critical mass and just cancel. But I just, I just can't believe and then Donald Trump will get coronavirus. Inshallah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that. I don't mean that. Uh, I mean, what? let's talk about what you're breaking up. I'm not, I'm not breaking up a damn thing. I'm, I'm here. Uh, let's talk about, Another of uh, our dear president's accomplishments, he endorsed former Auburn head coach, Auburn head football coach, Tommy Tuberville for Alabama Senate. Uh, Folks, I used to really like Tommy Tuberville. Now I question his ethics and his morality. Uh, As I said before, he was... Pender, pender, pender. He was the coach of a uh, nationally known football program uh and as you may have noticed football players are not overwhelmingly white they're overwhelmingly black as you also may have noticed trump is very racist towards black people and yet tuberville is able to hold in his mind that he wants to be like trump and wants to pander to trump while at the same time he wants to like have the draw from his experience of leading 
uh, teams of young black men. And it just makes the whole college football, college athletics, uh, industrial complex feel really, really slavery-ish. You know what I mean? Like really predatory. And it's always sort of felt like that. Like the joke, not the joke, the, the, the gig was always like, okay, you sir are very poor and have basically no shot at life through systemic inequality. Um, but you can run really fast and jump really high. So we're going to let you come run really fast and jump really high for us, but do it for free. And maybe you'll get paid later on. And like, that just feels even grosser than it normally does. Like, I, I don't know it, it, but like, it's always been there, you know, it's never, it's never not been that, but it's just really jarring to see the sort of subtext of it kind of out in the open. Do you know what I mean? Oof. Yeah. I wonder how he would, I wonder how uh Tuberville feels about paying players NCAA likeness. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, the hell else is going on man how are you uh i'm pretty good otherwise yeah. what have you been up to i have been watching uh i spent today watching rio 2016 summer olympics highlights to see if i could still feel patriotic how was it uh i sort of still like kind of felt patriotic okay i remember i guess the summer the summer of 2016 might there was still well hope been a, a thousand years ago right i mean seriously see oh Speaking of things that we didn't talk about, uh, well, this is just this just shows that nationalism will only work at the Olympics and the World Cup. It won't work otherwise, or at least pers- for me personally, I might be the wrong person to ask. Oh, another thing that happened: uh, Bernie Sanders dropped out of the presidential race and has now endorsed Ooh. Joe Biden. Thoughts? Uh, what do you think? Yay! <laughs> do you th- Ooh, vote I, blue no matter who? I I will I will say. I am not Woo. I am not happy. I'm am, so excited. I am downright sad that Bernie's dropped out, but I will say that it appears that Biden at least conceded a few things in his platform to him. Uh like uh all public excuse me, all public colleges um tuition free, which I'm like that all? I think that's what the rule was, wasn't it? Or that's what the oh. Let me see. Hold on. Let me research department. That's it. Oh. Sorry. Okay. So the plan, actually, done a little research here. The plan is that uh, public colleges, four-year public colleges and universities will be tuition-free, but only for families whose income is below 125,000, which is not uh, perfect. It's not excellent even necessarily but it's good enough to cover just about everyone that i knew growing up um and so i think it would do a lot of good it's a great step in the first direct in the right direction it's it's better than being punched in the dick (laughs) it's better than being punched in the dick Um, absolutely and i think uh i think his i think biden's concession to warren was uh some bankruptcy law reforms um, and if that includes allowing student loan borrowers to declare bankruptcy, I would be, I could at least say like Biden was not my favorite, but he fixed two of the biggest holes in his platform for me. 
Um, Yo, if they do that, I'm totally going to do it. Like Michael Scott style. <laughs> I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah. blown. Sorry about it. Dude, I would not be sorry at all. Uh, screw those people. <laughs> Mud, dude, I, told, I, I said it earlier at the top of the show. Money isn't real. Money like, is I mean, not is, That's real. more to unpack in a future episode. But if you think about it, right? You're right. You're money, right. Isn't, money isn't real. Laws aren't real. Oh, politics aren't, aren't really real. So to answer the question, what have I been doing? I've been doing a lot of thinking in quarantine. Sorry, please continue. No, I, go. I, I, well, I, you go ahead. Take it. Take it first. What have you been doing then? Yeah. You've been thinking. Yeah, please, you, you, go ahead. Okay. Um, I just, I just, as in yesterday, received my copy of FIFA 20. So, uh, yes. ready to get dominated by a bunch of 12 year olds playing that online. Um, I also. Uh, I've been taking lots of walks, lots of walks around the beautiful Palolo Valley. Um, Excellent. Yep. Been trying to get my, my Fitbit step count in. Um, I've been trying to work out, trying to make sure that I don't uh, become a pile of goo whenever I whenever I uh, come out of quarantine. Um, That's offensive to the goo community. <laughs> The, the listeners if you yourself are a pile of goo i apologize if you're not i, I apologize for that too because there's advantages of being a pile of goo um really that's about it oh i've been reading books i've been reading i've been reading some books read uh finished nk jemison's the fifth season last night or two nights ago and started the okay, second nice. book in the broken earth trilogy last night um watching movies been uh I've, I mean, I mentioned Curb Your Enthusiasm earlier. I'm halfway through season four, and I started three weeks ago, so really moving quick on that. Um, and that's about it, Josh. <laughs> what have you been doing? I've been drinking a lot of uh, Costco Kirkland brand sangria. How is it? It's really good. Yeah? Yeah. I, I envy you there. Um, I've been drinking scotch. I've been drinking beer. Boring. I've been drinking. I've been doing just literally anything. You know what I've what I've been telling people is like life under shelter in place is like eighty five percent awesome. Like yeah, I get to work from home. I get to you know, I don't have like all the same distractions I would have going into the office. Um, I have a lot more freedom over how I spend each individual day. Uh, it's just that fifteen percent really blows. <laughs> like, yeah, like that's uh, definitely fair. It would be nice to like, like you live right down the street from me, and like we can't like hang out. We can't like. And I don't even have FIFA twenty. Like I'm still stuck on FIFA eighteen. So we yo, you don't have FIFA twenty? No, but, no, but, but before, 50, 20, I, before FIFA quarantine, 20, I hadn't picked up a video game controller in like three years. Two, uh, years, two three years. You got to get FIFA twenty, bro. Um, I know. Well, I gotta, I'm waiting for FIFA 21 once if the season ever restarts because well FIFA oh, 20 is only 20 out, bucks right now. I would really quick. I need to you know however this all gets resolved, Liverpool Champions Edition FIFA 21. Bro, you just gotta get FIFA 20. It's 20 bucks right now. Uh, it's what? It's like 20 bucks. 20 bucks. All right. If you can get FIFA 20, then uh, maybe you. I also I just got 2K 20. So uh, oh. how's that? The more video games I buy, the more perilous the tightrope. Uh, never mind. I've, I've, said too, I've already said too much. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because, like, I, what I don't understand is, like, when you see online, like, 
all these dudes who are like playing video games and then like their girlfriend or wife is just doing something else or i'm just like wait where does that happen <laughs> like that is i play like i don't, I, if, don't I was never offered that deal if jordan is gone i can play or if she's asleep yeah. so i play between the hours of like 9 30 yeah. and midnight and then like on saturdays if she's running an errand <laughs> that's it well the ryan it's a. Uh... It's funny. It's funny you mentioned that actually, because uh, are you familiar with the uh, situational comedy that aired on CBS, known as Everybody Loves Raymond? I am. Well, uh, you, as I'm sure you'll remember, as as our listeners will recall, one of the major driving themes of the show was uh, conflict between a wife and a mother, or you know, slash mother-in-law slash daughter-in-law, right? Uh-huh. Um, you know. Um, Raymond's wife and Raymond's mother. Uh, sure. The actress, uh, I can't remember her name, but Leah she recently passed away. It's very sad. But uh, he played the wife, I think. Oh, 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 I thought you were talking about the wife. Wasn't Leah? Re- no, yeah. that was King of Queens. I can't. I'm sorry, but continue. No, yeah, that was King. She was a king. But anyway, um, and I don't know if you know if you if you're if you if you're not familiar with the show, you may not know this, um, but mothers-in-law and daughters-in-law, especially when they live together in a quarantine pandemic situation, occasionally have tension interesting and occasionally have conflict and i was very i was extremely shocked and disconcerted and frankly i uh i decided that it wasn't really the ideal situation for me so i'm actually no longer uh in pololo i'm actually speaking with you from uh the sacred monasterial community uh on mount athos interesting in, uh off the uh, greek peninsula in the aegean sea oh sure yeah i'm familiar yeah. well are they cool with uh are they cool with uh you know podcast uh they haven't there's no explicit like no podcast sort of thing i definitely am not mentioning it right now sure there's it doesn't have a very podcasty sort of vibe yeah you're lucky they let you in i hear i mean with the with all the travel restrictions and stuff no, i i snuck in you'd be surprised how many people have told me like you could pass for greek uh, i think you could i think you could yeah i just I found, uh, you know, I, I snuck down to the laundry, stole a pair of robes, hopped right in. How's it going? You know, it's it's definitely a, a learning curve. Um, in what regard? I had a thought. Well, and I'm thinking of how to weave monastic life, how to incorporate more about day-to-day monastic life into the podcast. Okay. For example, do you think, you know, there are, depending on who you ask, there are between 14 and 16 uh, autonomous Patriarchate, I think patriarchate is the word. Okay. Uh, d- groupings of Eastern Orthodoxy. Okay. Uh, and I think we should, I think we should pick an official Eastern Orthodox patriarch to be like the spiritual advisor of the Blue Hawaii podcast. How do you feel about that? Mm, I don't know if I know too many of them. I don't see. The thing is, I don't either. So this is going to be an entirely. We could even crowdsource Wikipedia. Listener, listeners, if you want to get on Wikipedia, and obviously, you know, this is totally a thing that our listeners would definitely. <laughs> uh, the patriarch of Istanbul is obviously, you know, officially first among equals. But I think we should be open to any and all of them. Okay. You know, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, no, I was, I was agreeing with you. I'm, I'm interested to hear more about who these patriarchs might be. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to learn. I, I'm just thinking, our listeners are always uh, very participatory in everything that we do and request of them. So I'm sure that they will definitely research uh the various patriarchs of the eastern eastern orthodox faith 
it even comes into modern geopolitics. Like, so forever, like going back, you know, they've had this agreement in place practically since the schism that Moscow and the Russian Orthodox Church would also oversee the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. Sure. But due to Moscow's, the patriarchs, well, due to Putin's control of the church and the, the Muscovite patriarchs, like, willing submission to Putin and, like, it's a total use as a vehicle for Russian nationalism, uh -huh. the Istanbul patriarch granted permission for Kiev to form its own autonomous Ukrainian church, which subsequently got excommunicated by russia so like there's big drama happening in the orthodox world right now interesting big geopolitical drama okay okay so yeah it's who's exciting like, st uh, stuff we're gonna have to dig into uh, we need to figure out who the most laid back of all the patriarchs is i think i think that one kind of sounds like our vibe okay i'm gonna go hold on i'm best i'm googling best orthodox patriarch i'm sure that's gonna produce a, a scintillating list yes this is oh god if my uh if my women's studies and feminist legal theory professors could see me now. Yeah, I know, dude. All right, patriarchs in the Eastern Orthodox Church. All right, we've got Constantinople. You ready? Sure. All right, when are, are you, tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. All right, Constantinople. Uh -huh. There's ecumenical patriarch Bartholomew I. Okay. Who's been in office since 1991. I can get behind that. All right, Alexandria in Egypt. There's Theodoros. He's been around. Theodoros II. Oh. Uh, he's been around since 2004. Antioch, there's Patriarch John X, John Yazigi, uh, Antioch, Syri now, you know, Damascus, Syria. Uh huh. Uh, Jerusalem, we've got Patriarch Theophilus, who's been around since 2005. Oh, I do like Theophilus. Moscow, as a name. Patriarch, I think we can go ahead and rule out Moscow Patriarch. I feel like if you're too close to Putin, that's a red flag. Sure. Okay, so moving on, we've got Georgia. We've got, his name is. Katilokos Patriarchilia II, which is, I think, this is already a strong case for him to be chosen. That's mm -hmm. a great name. Uh, Peck, which I've never heard of. Patriarch Irinej, Romania. Patriarch Daniel. And Bulgaria, Patriarch Neophyte. Oh, Neophyte kind of sounds like a good one for young people. Yeah, Kiev. We've also got Patriarch Moses. Okay. I could see how right, that could bridge them. jump out to you as a strong contender. I gotta say. I gotta say. I, you know, Bartholomew the first, the ecumenical patriarch of Constantinople. First among equals. Obviously, that's a that's a strong contender, given that we ourselves are a bit ecumenical in our uh, views of the world. However, yes, I also kind of like uh, kind of like patriarch neophyte. You know, neophyte Bulgaria. Okay, young the guy. Really fundamental, fundamental question is Bulgaria or Istanbul? Sofia, Bulgaria, or Istanbul? Whoa, I mean, are we talking about for, for, for what purpose? As in, like, a, where would I rather live? Where, no, where I, will our spirit? I mean, ultimate. Well, yeah, because like, where will our spirit rest? Where no, where would you, where would you ultimately want your spiritual advisor to live? <sighs> probably Constantinople. I mean, probably Istanbul, okay. dude. Like, okay, so we're gonna except except. Yeah, I gotta say, I'm Neophyte? not. I'm well. I mean, he his name alone oh. makes a strong case, but uh, Erdogan might do a similar like a Putin move and try to take That's over true. stuff in uh, in Istanbul, and I just don't know that I trust it. Now in Bulgaria, I don't know the situation's a lot better. Obviously, Bulgaria it's probably tamer. has its own problems. If we don't hear about it, uh, but Sofia, Bulgaria is supposedly a pretty nice place. Um, that said, I I do think I've got to give a nod to Constantinople. Uh, 
or I should say Istanbul and uh, Patriarch uh, Bartholomew I. So Bartholomew I, congratulations. You are now the official Blue Hawaii yes. Patriarch of the uh, Eastern Orthodox Church. Uh, Reach out to us whenever you're ready. Yep. It's kind of like it's uh, good. it's good. He's like uh, he's like the Paula White of the Blue Hawaii podcast. Do we have to rename the show to something Greek? No. Oh, I guess it's the Barth- the Bartholomew Hawaii podcast. Um, I think you know. I think honestly, I think Bartholomew is sort of implied. Okay. The Blue Hawaii podcast, and then implicated there is a implied there is a is a parenthesis uh, featuring. Uh, Patriarch Bartholomew the first of Istanbul, and I, I think honestly, people have known that since before we made that decision. Nice. You know what I like? I like that he's the very first Bartholomew. I've never heard of another one. No, he was like he was like no. I mean, literally there. I mean, he must have been like you know what? Fuck it, let's go out of the box. I'm Bartholomew I'm now. Bartholomew. It always everybody is, was like it's su- okay. It's surprising to me that like people pick names for like that sort of thing like you know uh pope francis like he was not francis before he had like some yeah. other name and then they were like we got to give you a new name like why like i don't know because we just yeah. that's what we do well you, yeah you pick a saint name so my mo- you pick a saint name if you're a priest or a nun so my mom's cousin is a priest oh his name his real name is john but he goes by father simeon in his day huh. job huh i yeah. uh I can only ever remember, you know, obviously not Catholic. I can only think of a few saints off the top of my head. I remember uh, St. Thomas, patron saint of travelers. I believe that's from the movie Crash is where I learned that. And then uh, there was was, uh, Nicholas of Myra. I remember him. Uh, He was was the guy that uh, during the church's discussion, I think it was the Council of Nicaea, he uh, got up and punched a guy in the face over yes. the idea of whether the Trinity was a literal uh, thing or whether it was metaphorical. And then Nicholas of Myra uh, would later become canonized for his joy uh, around the uh, the winter holiday, winter solstice, uh, his joy and his uh, love for giving presents to people and was the foundation for St. Nicholas, which became Santa Claus. Terrific. Yep. So Nicholas of Myra full circle. and St. Thomas. Um, speaking of Santa Claus, the gift that we would like for Christmas listeners is for you to uh, rate us on iTunes. Review us Please. on iTunes. Review us, rate us, even not on iTunes. Rate us and review us wherever you get your podcast. It's very nice. It's very nice of you to do, and we much, yes. much appreciate it. Um, Spring season's greetings to all. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Passover. It's, well, it's late Happy for Nuru's Easter. Happy to all our Persian friends. What is, wait, what is Nuru's? Persian, uh, Persian New Year. Oh. Well, what did they? Spring, I mean, basically. Okay. I can get down yeah. on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, happy, happy holidays of the spring to everyone uh, who is celebrating one. I would say, and congratulations again to to Patriarch Bartholomew the first of Constantinople, primus inter pares, first among equals, and uh, the official Patriarch mascot of the Blue Hawaii podcast. 
and congratulations to David Ige for ruining his constituents' lives. <laughs> Talk to you next time, folks. Listeners, really quick before we go, what other causes should we take up while in quarantine? Basque nationalism, Sufi Islam, get in touch and send us your best suggestions. That's true. If you guys are interested, uh, we will just read stuff on Wikipedia yes. because we don't have a lot to do. Uh, also, if you've got book recommendations. We literally went through like all of the, like, we're going to, yeah, like, that yeah. was not, none of that was planned. No, we just. That little, that little Wikipedia trip through the, uh, through the Eastern Orthodox Church. We just, <laughs> folks, we're uh, just like you, we're bored. So let us know. And we will be happy to entertain your requests. Other than that, stay safe out there. Riot in the goddamn streets if they try to take your pay by 20% uh, or cut your pay 20%. Take care of each other. Take care of each other, most importantly. And whatever you do, vote for people who actually care about you and not their donors. Or the Kaholigarchs. Ooh, is that a thing that you just came up with? Can it be? I mean, is it? Can it be? Yes. Okay, then it is. Kaholigarchs, so dude. Uh, that's a great name. I I love a good portmanteau, and you just crushed it. Um, Again, folks. Natalie Portmanteau. Mm, I don't think it works as well. That wasn't as clever. No, that was a pun. That was like a, that was like a before and after on Wheel of Fortune. All right. Talk to you later, folks. Y'all have a very, very safe week. Hashtag love y'all. Bye.